Om Shri Sai Ram, offering most humble pranams at the divine lotus feet of our beloved Bhagwan, respected elders, and my dear sisters and brothers, my loving Sai Ram, to all of you. Firstly, I offer the satsang at the divine lotus feet. Harihi Om Tatsat Shri Sai Shwarar Panamastu. A blessed devotee of Bhagwan who would accompany Bhagwan during darshan rounds in the 70s, once after a hectic morning Guru Purnima celebration, he prays to Bhagwan like this Swami, it's been a very, very hectic day. Please don't come for darshan in the evening. And then Swami says, Do you think people come here to have my darshan? Wrong, absolutely wrong. It is I who is having my devotee's darshan. And then this devotee thinks like this, What? Swami having devotee's darshan? It is pure Atishayokti, he thinks. Atishayokti means exaggeration. Then Swami immediately cuts his thought process and says, Atishayokti? No, all these people come here at my behest, at my calling, so that I can go out and have their darshan. And when I go out like this, do you think I look at their bodies? No. I look at their souls, I know their past, present and future and I think what I can do for their better future. And then Swami went on to say, every time I address you as the Vyatma Swarupulara, do you think I do this to praise you or please you? No, that is what you are and that is how I look at you as. And then Swami went on to say, but... But unfortunately, you all look at me as this body only. See, what Bhagwan is telling us here is, every time he looks at us, he sees his own image in us. That is why he is able to love us so unconditionally, despite our shortcomings, misgivings, despite the fact that we lose faith in him at the drop of a hat, despite the fact that, he, that we question his will at times with our ego and we use his teachings to suit the demand of our mind, yet he has not given up on us. He loves us so unconditionally because he sees this divinity in us. And what does this say? The profound message here for us is that the multiplicity, the diversity that we see around us, the world with its variegated nature, and for this diversity, what is the underlying basis? The basis is this one divinity, the one appearing as the many. Yekoham, Bahusyam. That is what Bhagwan is telling us, and this is what unity in diversity is. Therefore, not only that one is important, but this many is also important for us. And that's why probably Jesus Christ, when he gave gave the Ten Commandments to his disciples, and when one of the disciples asked him, 
it is very difficult to remember all these ten commandments. Can you tell us one commandment which we can remember and practice? Then Jesus says, not one, but two. Love thy Lord the God with all your heart and soul. And Jesus said, love thy neighbor. Which means it is not that one alone that is important for us. What is equally important for us is to see this divinity in this many. That is why one of the cornerstones of our Sanatana Dharma is this cosmic oneness. Vedas have declared, Ekam Eva Advitiyam Brahma. And Swami once said, it was enough if the seers and the sages had said, Yekam Brahma, Brahman is one. But the sages also said, Yevam, which means he is only one. And they added the adjective, Advitiyam Brahma, he is the one, the only one, and the one without the second. And Swami said, this is to remove any ambiguities or misconceptions that you may have in your mind about this truth. That is why they said so. All that exists is this one supreme, unchanging, ultimate truth, Brahman, Satchit Ananda. Then why does this one become many? As it is said, Ekoham. Bahusyam. Bhagwan gives a very beautiful explanation. Swami says, and I humbly quote, I separated myself from myself so that I could be myself. I separated myself from myself and became all this. Who am I? I am Prima Swarupa. I am Ananda Swarupa. To give Prema, to get Prema. To give ananda, to get ananda. This is what I am and this is what I want to be. But to whom am I to give prema? To whom am I to give ananda? That's why I did this, Swami says. I separated myself from myself and became all these. I separated myself from myself so that I could love myself. So, in order to love himself, if he has become all of us, what should we do to love him? We must be able to say, we unite ourselves with all ourselves, everything, everyone in the creation. And thus, by loving all ourselves, we are able to love him and that is what unity in diversity is all about. In order to draw our attention to this unity, Bhagwan would often say, pots are many, clay is one. Jewels are many, gold is one. Cows are many, milk is one. And beings are many and breath is one. So, just as this gold is shaped into several glittery ornaments like a bangle, a necklace, a ring and so on, this one unity, that one supreme principle is, is shaped into 
all of us through the divine enchantress Maya. We come to this Maya aspect a little later. So when we want to see gold, if we throw away the bangle and the necklace or any other ornament, can we see gold? No, it is in this very ornament that we have to see gold. So it is in this very diversity that we can see this unity. And that is why Bhagwan would tell us, love all, serve all, not just love God. So what Bhagwan is telling us here is, it is the transcendental God that is immanent in the creation and that is what we have to recognize. And every activity that is there in Bhagwan's mighty divine mission of mega socio-care, educare and medicare projects and even this huge Satyasai Seva organization spread across many, many countries, it is there for this very purpose to see that transcendental God in his immanent form. As we have seen just now, all that exists is this one unchanging supreme principle, Brahman, Sat, Chit, Ananda, who is formless, attributeless. Nirguna, Nirakara Brahman, as he is called. And this Brahman, using his own power, he appears as this creation. And this power of Brahman is called Maya. So Maya is the power of Brahman alone. That is why Maya is called Paramesha Shaktihi. That is used to project this creation. See, it is like a singer who using his power of singing produces a song. So while song is the creation, the singing power is the Maya and the singer is this Brahman, Satchit Ananda, Baba, being awareness, bliss, Atman. While this singer can exist even without a song, a song cannot exist without the singer and his singing power. That is why this creation has no existence of its own. So, well, what is Maya? As Swami says, Ya Ma Sa Maya. That which is not there, but that which appears to be there. That is why one of the definitions for Maya is Sat Asadhyam Anirvachaniyam. It is indescribable in the terms of both Sat and Asat. Sat, existence, Asat, non-existence. We cannot tell that it is there or it is not there. That is what Maya is. What is Maya? As Bhagwan says, Ya Ma Sa Maya. That which is not there but which appears to be there. That is why Maya is defined as Sad Asadhyam Anirvachaniyam, which means it is indescribable in terms of Sat and Asat. We cannot say it exists. We cannot say it doesn't exist also. And Maya is Trigunatmika. It is made up of three gunas, Sattva, Rajas and Tamas. 
and this maya is seen in our day to day life in our own personality and in this creation in the form of the effects of these three gunas and maya is gnana virudhi which means it is opposed to self knowledge which means ignorance itself is maya that is why to destroy maya we need to bring in self knowledge or wisdom and maya has something called bhava roopa which means it has two powers these are the functions of maya so maya has a power called the avarana shakti the veiling power of maya using this power maya hides brahman from us that is why we see only this nama roopa the myriad names and forms in this creation and we are not able to recognize brahman and maya not only hides brahman from us using its second power which is called the projecting power or vikshepa shakti maya projects brahman in a distorted way and the three entities it projects are jiva jagat and ishvara so this formless attributeless nirguna nirakara brahman along with the power of maya becomes brahman with attributes called saguna brahman and this saguna brahman is nothing but god of conventional religion ishvara it is this ishvara brings about the creation so ishvara or saguna brahman is also in maya only and the maya that is related to ishvara is called vidya maya because it is full of sattva guna all the purity the knowledge the spiritual seeking the satsang the guru that come to us all that are there in this vidya maya and ishvara is not trapped in maya he is beyond maya he knows he is brahman so he is maya dhisha or maya pati and then this same maya with rajoguna pradhana with preponderance of rajoguna projects all of us that is we are all jeevas we have this sentience we are aware of ourselves the individual self is called jeeva then the same maya in the cloak of prakriti prakriti is another name for maya only it projects this world with tamoguna pradhana preponderance of tamoguna and this is known as jagat this is how maya projects the three entities jeeva jagat and ishvara the maya that is related to jeeva and jagat is made up of only rajoguna and tamoguna it is known as avidya maya so this avidya maya traps us in samsara the transmigratory cycle of birth and death that is why if we have to overcome maya the primary sadhana for us is to transform this avidya maya into vidya maya full of sattva guna and that is possible by surrendering ourselves to this ishvara or saguna brahman that's why the bhagavad gita says 
దైవీ గుణమయీ హేషా మమ మాయా దురత్యయ దిస్ డివైన్ మాయా ఆఫ్ మైండ్ విచ్ ఇస్ మేడ్ అప్ ఆఫ్ త్రీ గుణస్ ఇస్ అన్సర్మౌంటబుల్ అండ్ వాట్ ఈస్ ద వే మాం ఏ ప్రపద్యంతి హూఎవర్ టేక్స్ రిఫ్యూజ్ ఇన్ మీ మాయామేతం తరంతితేహి అలోన్ కెన్ క్రాస్ దిస్ మాయా అండ్ ఇట్ ఇస్ ద హోలీ నవరాత్రి పీరియడ్ సి ఇన్ దిస్ నవరాత్రి హోమ్ ఆర్ బీ వర్షిపింగ్ in the form of divine mother see it is this power of brahman which projects this creation and that power is worshiped as the divine mother the adi parashakti the primordial power for this creation that is the divine mother with her three aspects ichha shakti kriya shakti and gnana shakti in the form of the three divine mothers mother durga lakshmi and saraswati so by worshiping this divine mother for nine days at the end of navratri on the 10th day of vijayadashmi there is victory of wisdom or knowledge over ignorance that is the significance so it is this power of god is what is worshiped as the divine mother in this navaratri period and this maya is also yat kinchit which means it is something which is very mysterious we can't pinpoint what maya is and that is why you know bhagwan tells a very interesting chinna katha to explain this aspect swami says there is a person who comes to a ma- who comes to a marriage party and he goes to the bridegroom side and says i am from bride's side and then the groom's party will welcome him honor him shower him with gifts and does all the satkaram to him and then he goes to the bride's side and says i am from groom's side and there also he gets all the honor and somebody who is watching this who is this person he is there he is here everywhere he says i am from groom side i am from bride side and to which side does he belong to actually and when this enquiry starts swami says this man takes to his heel he runs away so that is what maya is swami says when this process of self enquiry starts what is this creation all about what is the purpose of my life who am i in real nature when that self enquiry starts this maya starts loosening its grip on us and that is the nature of maya and why does swami say that this unity is brahma and diversity is just brahma that is because brahman has not produced the creation because the product and the cause should be two separate entities when something is produced from something it is not so so it is not arambhavada that explains this creation it is not that brahman has undergone some change and modification and become this jagat creation no it is not parinamavada that explains this creation then what is it it is called brahma vivarta which means brahman as he is he appears as all of this the jiva jagat and ishvara therefore this world this diversity 
is only an appearance it is a falsity it is just an illusion or delusion there is no substance in it it has no existence on its own so that is the meaning of diversity is only brahma that is why it is said brahma satyam jagat mitya and this brahman alone is the truth he alone is the reality jagat mitya this world of diversity multiplicity it is just a falsity it is just an appearance just in a desert the mirage has no water at all it is just an appearance of water and it is just sand and sand and sand all the be similarly this creation has no existence it has no substance and it is just a relative existence it is just an appearance that is the meaning of this world is a brahma and who are we being the jiva jivo brahmaiva na paraha which means we jiva or none other than brahman we are his appearance only see in the bhagavad gita the 10th chapter of vibhuti yoga when the lord says the essence of everything is me and everything is in me then arjuna asks the lord can i see that form of yours where everything is present and that is when the lord reveals his cosmic form the vishwarupa to arjuna the lord at once grows into a gigantic form where all the beings which have which are dead and gone in the past which are present and which are going to come in the future everything appears no coalesced into one huge form and seeing this form sanjaya remarks divi surya sahasrasya bhavet yuga padutthita as if thousands of suns blazing forth in the sky at once such was the brightness of this vishwarupa see dhritarashtra is also listening to all this and even then dhritarashtra doesn't wake up that is the power of avidya maya the one steeped in tamoguna and rajoguna which is nothing but attachment and that is why dhritarashtra was not only physically blind he was mentally blind as well the geeta falls on the deaf ears of dhritarashtra and that is the power of maya and this arjuna in fact is frightened to see this form he says you take back this form for me this gentle beautiful form of yours is enough and in fact to behold this vishwarupa the lord bestows upon arjuna the gnana chakshu that is the divine vision and that is how he is able to see this vishwarupa and that is why swami says if we want to behold the cosmic form of the lord what we need is samyak drishti swami says right vision that's why swami would often say there is no srishti dosha there is no defect in the creation your vision is defective there is drishti dosha that has to be set right and what is this vishwarupa in practical terms bhagwan explained to a students student through this interaction once a blessed student was traveling in car 
with Bhagwan. And then Swami asks him, See, whatever form of God you want to see, I will show you now. You want to see the old man, referring to Shirdi Baba, Swami says. And this boy very humbly says, For me, Swami is enough and I don't want to see any other form. Then Swami says, Yes, I know that, but still it is your chance, you ask. And this student says, See the monkey mind. The form of all forms is there in front of him. Yet the mind wants something else. So he says, Swami, I want to see Vishwarupa Darshana. Then Swami asks him to look out through the window and Swami points to all that is there in the outside world through this window. Probably men and women walking and animals on the road and even man-made constructions. And Swami points to all these and says, Vishwarupa Darshan dekhna chata hai. Rose dekhta hai, samaj mein nahi aata. This is what Vishwarupa is. We have to recognize this, this God in this diversity that we are seeing all around us, in everyone and in everything. And that is what true Vishwarupa Darshana is, for which we need, as Swami says, the Samyak Drishti. And not only this, as the Subhashita says, Ayam Bandhur Ayam Neti Ganana Laghu Chetasam Udara Charitanantu Vasudaiva Kutumbakam. It is only a narrow-minded person who says that this is my relative, this is not. But for a person with large heart, he considers this entire Mother Earth as his own one family. So it is this large heart is what we need along with this Samyak Drishti and that's why Bhagwan would often say expansion is my life and this expansion is what we have to learn from Bhagwan's life when he says my life is my message. And so what is the sadhana for us and what are the obstacles? See, once Swami said, when a student asked Swami, Swami, you say that we have to focus on unity, but the mind always runs to diversity. Why Swami? Swami said, Ye lokamantha zero. Only one, that is God, has value. But unfortunately, people give value to that which is valueless. They forget this one God. And why does this happen to us? It is because we are constantly operating out of a predetermined default mechanism in us which is called the Vasana mechanism. The deep-seated tendencies from many many lifetimes that we are carrying. In this lifetime, our personality, our character is determined by the nature of vasanas we have. Our response or reaction to any situation comes from our vasana. See, we so unmindfully act that we allow every sundry vasana to fructify. We have no power of discrimination. And that is why we are unmindfully, unconsciously acting and we do not know what type of vasanas we have. Good, bad, positive, negative, we have no clue because the vasanas are in the unmanifest 
state and to explain this vasana you know bhagwan gave a very beautiful example swami said this sai geeta when she was a baby elephant she would be tied to a peg near the gopuram gate inside the ashram and sai geeta thought that being so small she cannot break free of the chain or the rope which is used to tie her to this peg and she was so conditioned and habituated to this fact that she cannot free herself even when she grew into a big elephant when she had the might and strength of a huge elephant she never attempted to break herself free and swami said you are all like this you are so habituated habituated to this fact that i am this body i am this mind swami alone knows how many millions of lives we have lived as this body and mind and swami says even when guru comes and tells you you are not the body you are not the mind you are god it is very difficult for you to even imagine that so that is the vasana we have the loka vasana the worldly tendencies the deha vasana strong identification with the body and what is the way out the way out is we should through sadhana have exercise self control over ourselves we should disallow those vasanas which are not conducive for our spiritual seeking we should be able to replace such negative vasanas with positive thoughts and actions which are in alignment with the goal of human life which are in alignment with bhagwan's teachings which are in alignment with the five human values that bhagwan has taught us that self control is our self effort and that is the only way to get out of it and that is why you know swami said you cannot see this diversity because swav swartham svaprayojanam swartham selfishness svaprayojanam what is in it for me it is all about i me myself at the most my family that's all and the answer to this swami said is work worship and wisdom that brings us to the three components of ignorance in all of us which are mala vikshepa and avarana see we have this family of selfishness in us the mother of this family is kama desire if the mother is appeased she will give birth to lobha greed i want more and more of it and mother pride i have everything what i wanted and then attachment delusion moha we are so attached to it we think that our life comes our happiness comes from this and suppose this mother kama is not appeased even then she will give birth to krodha anger and somebody else got it i didn't get it then what happens this matsarya that fifth child is born so this mother of kama with all her children is called six inner enemies or the arishad vargas this constitutes chitta mala the first component of ignorance in us and not only this the garbage that we are pouring into our mind constantly through the agency 
of five senses. In this day and age, there is no dearth of the source of such garbage for us. Probably, you know, earlier days we would say when we get up in the morning, Karagre Vasate Lakshmi Karamadhi Saraswati. And now what is it? Karagre Vasate Facebook Karamadhi Twitter Karamule WhatsApp Prabhati Mobile Darshanam. That is what our life is reduced to through this all these social network sites and this is the chitta mala so the mind has to be purified we should bring in chitta shuddhi what is the prescribed method for this bhagwan says the assiduous assiduous practice of karma yoga what is karma yoga performing every action in this attitude using five buddhis the first buddhi is vadharma buddhi. Whatever action I perform, it is based on this dharma. It is not because I am attached to it, I like it and I get something from it, I am performing. Which means I am not performing out of mamakara, but mama dharma. It is my dharma to act this way in this particular circumstance. Svadharma buddhi, then samarpana buddhi, whatever action I perform, I offer it to the Lord. I not only worship Bhagwan in my altar through flowers and kumkum and so on, but I also worship him throughout the day, through all the actions I perform in the worship, in the spirit of dedicated worship of Bhagwan. I offer it to him as naivedyam. See, when we do this, what happens is our own chitta shuddhi increases because we tend to purify every thought, word and deed of ours because we are offering it to Bhagwan. That's how karma yoga gives us chitta shuddhi. Then, while acting, asanga buddhi, I have done my best and left the rest to Bhagwan. Bhagwan is taking care. I give up my attachment to the fruit of action. Instead, I focus completely on the work at hand. I have no tension, anxiety for fruit of action whatsoever. See, a karma yogi is one who will not wait for the fruit of action to give him happiness. If he gets happiness from this action itself, out of the action itself, it is not renunciation of action. Karma yoga is renunciation in action, renouncing our attachment to the fruit of action. When once the action is over, the result comes. Prasada buddhi, I take it as Swami's prasadam because Swami knows what is best for me and whatever happens, happens for my highest good. Acceptance of the will of Bhagwan. Then what happens is we don't give credit to ourselves when something goes well and when something is not so good, we are not dejected either. We are able to maintain samatva, equanimity, samatva buddhi. That's why Swami says, recognize the divine hand behind every happening. Then you will not grieve or exult over any situation. And well, as we all know, this equanimity, samatva buddhi, is full-time devotion to Bhagwan, as Bhagwan himself has said. And this karma yoga thus cuts at the root of selfishness, the mother of this uh, family of Chitta Mala, the Arishad workers. That's how we get 
Chitta Shuddhi. Karma Yoga also helps us to overcome Tamoguna, which is a very important component of Avidya Maya. Remember, our sadhana is to transform Avidya Maya into Vidya Maya first. And then the second component of this ignorance, which is Vikshepa, the mind that is scattered in the world, that has to be collected, that must be made to focus on Bhagwan. And for this, Bhagwan has given us the practice of Bhakti Yoga, various Bhakti practices, starting from chanting the name of Bhagwan, Namasmarana, Nama Japa, chanting the name, visualizing his beautiful form, Japa Sahita Dhyana, as Swami says, meditating upon his form, singing the glory of Bhagwan, studying his teachings and practicing Swadhyaya, Satsanga, where we speak and listen about Bhagwan. All these are all designed to give us this Chitta Ekagrata and to overcome Vikshepa, that is single-pointed focus of the mind. Bhakti Yoga also helps us to reduce our Rajoguna. Rajoguna is characterized by attachment, indulgence in the world. The more we love Bhagwan, the more our Bhakti grows, this attachment to the world decreases. That's why Swami says, deep attachment to God is detachment to the world. That is the greatness of Bhakti Yoga. And Swami says, this Bhakti is not a part-time job. It is not like a uniform which you wear on certain days, the weekdays and Sundays and public holidays. You don't wear the uniform. It is not like that. It is a 24 by 7 sadhana. Throughout the day, whatever we do, we must connect it to the thought of Bhagwan. That's why Swami says, have these three practices. Always think of me, Namasmarana, that is chanting the beautiful name of the Lord. Simplest sadhana, at very profound sadhana, which doesn't require any qualification. Then Swami says, do all work as my work. So there is no difference between Sai Seva organization work, my professional duties or the household chores, my hobbies. No, everything is his work. When Kasturi Garu retired from his service and when he wanted to come and serve Bhagwan in Prashanti Nilayam, he gets an offer for the job of the director of All India Radio. And Kasturiji humbly submits his prayer to Bhagwan. Swami, I don't want to take up this. I want to serve you here. Then Swami asks him, Who told you that all India radio work is not my work? See, it is this Kasturiji who gave this beautiful term to all India radio, which is Akashavani. So, when we start doing all work as his work, then what happens is, we know that we are doing Swami's work, even others are doing Swami's work, isn't it? Therefore, the way we look at all our peers and all the people, that changes. We get an attitude of love, compassion and respect for them because we are doing God's work, they are doing Swami's work. We are all together working for God. That's how we learn to keep aside our petty little differences and we learn to work in a cooperative way, coordinated way in the spirit, in the team spirit. What is team? Together, everyone achieves 
maximum. So we learn to attenuate this little I, the little ego in us and that is what happens to us and that is how we move closer to unity. And another important attitude is an attitude of gratitude. Once a few students had the blessing of serving Swami the lunch in his residence. Then Swami blesses them and asks, Did you prepare this food? They say, No, Swami. Did, did you procure the materials for this meal? No, Swami. Did you grow the material that is necessary for this meal? No, Swami. Then Swami says, See, even in the simple process of a meal on my table, so many people are involved in this work and he, and here you are blessed to serve me and you are getting my blessings. So Swami said, how grateful you have to be to all those who are involved in this simple act of this food on my table. So this tells us the interconnectedness that we have in this creation with all the beings in the creation. That's why the Bhagavad Gita says, Sutre Manigana Eva, which means we are all like the different pearls of different shapes, sizes and color, but strung on this one sutra, one thread. The thread is invisible, this invisible thread of divinity that runs through all of us, that binds us all together. And this attitude of gratitude helps us to see this oneness in the creation. And another important thing, you know, that happens to us because of this vasana pressure or the vasana mechanism is we keep on finding finding fault with people. Again, it's this is because of our previous vasanas. We keep on judging people and going into unnecessary nitpicking details. And we even brand people, we criticize people. That is what we are constantly um, doing. And you know, once Bhagwan told this story from the life of Jesus Christ to a group of students in Trai session, Swami said, once when Jesus Christ was walking in the market square, he sees some people pelting stones at a woman and uh, Jesus Christ asks, what are you doing? They say that this is a lady of immoral character and we are punishing her. Then Swami says, Jesus Christ said, he who has no sin in him, let him cast the first stone. See, this is what we are doing. This is a matter of introspection for us. And that is why Bhagwan often says, forget and forgive. Forget the harm that others have done to you. Forget the good you have done to others. And most importantly, forgive and uh, this forgetting, you know, when, when Bhagwan says in Prema Vahini, Bhagwan gives us two very important sadhanas to cultivate this love towards in this creation, towards all beings. Swami says, however insignificant, however significant and big the other's faults may be, you consider it to be insignificant and negligible and forget it. However small your own fault may be, consider it to be very significant and big and be saddened by it, repent for it and resolve not to 
repeat it that is important to cultivate love and then swami says whatever you do with yourself and with others remember that bhagwan is omnipresent he hears he sees and he knows everything so it is not only the omnipresence that we must be aware of i think it is the omni vigilance of bhagwan those two watchful eyes which are on us constantly if we are aware of it then we will not be indulging in all those undignified things which we would be otherwise doing isn't it see as swami himself says this purity is all sadhana once the purity comes everything falls in place and that's why bhagwan gives us this four attitudes in our day to day interaction swami says with those who have the same mental wavelength as you you practice this maitri friendliness and swami says with those who are below you in any way with them you practice karuna compassion you help them as much as you can don't look down on them and don't ridicule them and people who are above you in any way swami says with them don't be jealous of them practice mudita happiness rejoice in their happiness compliment them congratulate them wholeheartedly and don't be jealous and then swami says with those with whom you do not see eye to eye many a times this happens you know we may want to you know express our love to somebody but the other person may not want it he may avoid it see everyone comes with their own vasanas especially this detractors we can say and especially those who are involved in immoral activities ignoble activities when we see them what is our reaction we tend to hate them isn't it swami says don't do this instead practice it is upeksha detached indifference don't have anything to do with them and the better practice would be to pray for them swami give them sadbuddhi fill them with all the goodness and auspiciousness probably they are not aware of this that should be our prayer and that is why when jesus christ says o lord about his own about his own people who crucified him he says o lord please forgive them for no not what they are doing it is not just a simple act of forgiveness this is an act that comes from the deep conviction the deep realization of the fatherhood of god and brotherhood of man we are aware i am aware but those people are not aware of it they are in ignorance so please forgive them oh god so this should be our attitude and all these things will take us closer to realizing recognizing this unity in diversity and the third component of uh, agnana that is chitta eva chitta mala is over vikshepa is over the third one is avarana that is the truth is veiled from us which means we do not know who we truly are so we think this body mind to be our true nature and for this what is the prescribed method swami says it is gnana marga the path of wisdom and gnana sadhana consists of three three steps shravana manana 
nididhyasana see having come to bhagwan with bhagwan in our lives we cannot afford to give ignorance as an excuse we cannot afford to say i don't know who i am truly at least intellectually because swami is hammering on to us this truth in every discourse i am god so are you i know it you do not know it and the very purpose of life is to realize this innate divinity and we have heard this from bhagwan many many times sitting in sai kulvant hall in his discourses isn't it this is the stage of shravana even when we study the teachings of bhagwan that is shravana but what happens to us once we go home back from sai kulvant hall we are the same busy body steeped in this worldliness hugging the world with all its vanities still searching for happiness in the world that is our misfortune that is why we should not stop at the stage of shravana we should do manana reflect upon bhagwan's teachings get clarity get conviction to practice this teachings this is necessary to sit quietly and reflect upon it and then follow it up with nididhyasana that is to live our life in the light of bhagwan's teachings that is necessary for us so nididhyasana is playing our role in this world see when we are acting in the world let us have this attitude that i am playing a role only in this cosmic drama my identity is something different that's why bhagwan would often say hands in the society head in the forest dil mein ram haath mein kaam maam anusmara yudhyacha have me in you at all times that supreme divinity and then fight the battle of life so that should be the attitude and nididhyasana most importantly is to withdraw from this so called this delusory jagat and sit quietly and contemplate upon the truth negate what we are not anatma and assert what we are that is atma this prolonged meditation contemplation upon the truth is called nididhyasana so in this seat of contemplation we must even drop the role that we are play uh, playing in the world and focus on this divinity and there are such very beautiful wonderful sadhanas that bhagwan has given us to do this nididhyasana this nididhyasana is nothing but vedantic meditation swami says practice this soham meditation with every incoming breath uchhwasa so the outgoing breath hum i am that i am that affirm to yourselves and then swami has given us this jyoti meditation a simple technique we taking the jyoti of bhagwan we purify all our organs and we expand this jyoti to fill the entire cosmos and then we affirm to ourselves i am in the light the light is in me and i am the light i am that supreme consciousness this is nididhyasana and the brahmarpanam prayer itself which bhagwan has given us which we all chant before partaking of food what are we saying in this prayer the of 
the person who is making this ahuti offering is brahman the one who receiving this oblation is brahman the fire into which the oblation is made is um, brahman and the offering the ahuti itself is brahman and thus one who sees brahman in all actions he verily becomes brahman see just think if we are able to bring this brahmarpanam attitude into everything that we do we will be constantly seeing this brahman everywhere see the bhagavad gita gives us the three types of sadhana the first level is this world is anityam asukham lokam bhagwan also would always say this this is dukhalayam ashashvatam this world is impermanent and it is full of sorrow so what should we do it is heya which it means it has to be given up not that we have to give up the world and run away from the world but our attachment to the world must be given up and that is what is the first step that is heya that is why in all our interactions in our interactions with the objects of the world how it should be it should be mathematical we must use the objects of the world for our utility and not be used by them not become a slave to them and with people in the world we should be musical we should be loving and compassionate to them and with our own self we have to be meditative contemplate upon the truth so the second level of sadhana is divya this entire manifestation is a glory of god see when we see this divyata in everything in this creation in this manifestation which is so majestic and beautiful then our focus naturally shifts from creation to the creation creator from creation to the creator that is if this creation itself is so magnificent how much more magnificent the creator should be that attitude comes to us see that is why you know shri aldrakar a famous devotee of bhagwan who would conduct satsangs in the 70s in prashanti nilayam once he says um, in the satsang when swami material materializes a ring how many of you would be interested in it then everybody says i would be interested then this aldrakar says i would not be interested in the ring but i would go for the hand that has materialized the ring so our focus should uh, shift from creation to the creator when we say all this is divya the glory of god then the next stage the highest stages it is not only a manifestation of god but it is he himself it is brahma swarupa brihatvat brahma that which is vast is brahman so in this vastness of brahman where is the place for little i me mine i am mr so and so kartrutva bhoktrutva ahankara mamakara it is all a delusion isn't it see once uh, you know when bhagwan had visited our hospital this was shared uh, by an elderly doctor who is still serving in a in our hospital in the 70s she says decades ago when bhagwan came to the hospital we all sang this song for swami 
this beautiful Telugu, you know, very famous song, Brahma Mokate. And she says, the beautiful expression on the face of Bhagwan, the happiness that we saw on the face of Bhagwan, that is still so fresh in my memory. And I cannot forget this. So this Brahmam Okati, this alone is real. And this entire thing is just Brahma. That is all. So that is why, what is the sadhana that we need? We should be able to say, like Arjuna in the Bhagavad Gita, Karishye Vachanam Tava, Swami, we abide by thy dictates, which means, Swami, we will practice your teachings as you have taught us. That is the sadhana. Then we will be able to say that Nashto Mohaha, the delusion is gone. Smritir Labdha, the memory of what we are, that has come back to us. How? Tvat Prasadat, Arjuna says, by your grace, Swami. And see, for the 1988-1990 MBA batch of students, Bhagwan had materialized a copy to each student of an old black and white photo, which you may all have seen. And in this photo, there are two Swamis standing opposite to each other. And the caption is, Take a moment, remind yourself, he speaks, he listens. Then Swami said, when you are speaking to someone, that is Swami in you speaking, the one who is listening to you, interacting with you, he is also Swami. Then looking at the puzzled expression of a student, Swami said, I know what is running through your mind. You are thinking, the Swami in me is good, but what should I do when the Swami in that other person with whom I am interacting, if that Swami is bad? Then Swami said, don't worry, even if the other Swami becomes bad, you retain your goodness. This be good, see good, do good is the sadhana for us and rest is His grace and His grace alone. With deepest sense of gratitude, I thank Bhagwan for this wonderful blessing of dwelling upon his eternal teachings. Now, I will conclude with the Shanti Mantra from the Isha Vasya Upanishad, which captures the crux of Brahman is unity is Brahman and diversity is Brahma, as Swami says. Om Purnamadah Purnamidam Purnat Purnamudachyate Purnasya Purnamadaya Purnamevavashishyate Om Shanti Shanti Shantihi Harihyum Tatsat Shri Saishwarar Panamastu